It's me, David Webb, and here's a highlight from today's show on Sirius XM Patriot. Socialism. A political and economic theory of social organization which advocates that the means of production, distribution, and exchange should be owned or regulated by the community as a whole. When applied in Marxist theory, it's a transitional social state between the overthrow of capitalism and the realization of communism. It has failed in every society that it has been attempted in for over a century since it was put on the political stage. The extreme communism has failed and continues to fail and destroy societies and nations like China, Cuba, Venezuela, and is growing as the socialists are being elected in countries like Honduras and Chile and Peru. It has failed in Africa, where communism in some form has destroyed entire societies. So, is socialism the utopia or the dystopia? Let's take it apart and dismantle four of the primary myths of the socialist paradise with Dr. Lee Edwards, who joins me now. And Lee, I have been looking forward to this segment. Uh, I, I loved your piece, Dismantling the Myths of the Socialist Paradise. So let's, let's, let's help people with this. I can define it. Let's dismantle it. Well, I think it was a wonderful definition, David, and thank you. I'd like to have you uh, participate in my classes and teach it. <laughs> it it but, seems that in the classes they're teaching the opposite, which is <laughs> part of this whole myth. Uh, let's go to myth one, Karl Marx. All right, was one of the great thinkers of the 19th century? Really? Well, that's what people say, of course, and yet 200 years after the Communist Manifesto was published, the nation-state is still not withered away. Capitalism rules most of the, of the global economy. Workers have not turned into revolutionaries, but entrepreneurs. And private property is a cornerstone of every prosperous country, including the Nordic countries. Right, and we're often told about you know Norway and Sweden and all the great socialist paradises, which they're not. You know, I I have read the manifestos. I'm sure you have. I have read a number of writings around Marx and Engels, and something that is maybe not ignored but left out: human condition. Mm. We as human beings, and something you just said. We lean towards entrepreneurship. We want something more. Does socialism under Marx or anyone else uh, have a chance of removing human desire and ambition? Well, that's what they think they can do. And, of course, that was that great experiment of the Soviet Union. They tried for 70 years to create a new Soviet man or woman and failed miserably. As a matter of fact, as we know, they dissolved. And uh, the people said, we want freedom. We want the right to choose. And therefore, they're finally rejected, even with all the draconian police state uh, conditions that prevailed in the Soviet Union. Let's go to myth number two. 
because this one I hear quite often. I have been to the socialist marches. I have sat in on the communist meetings in New York in years past. Uh, and socialism places power in the hands of the people. Myth two. Well, you know, people keep talking about that in the, in the various socialist slash communist countries. And yet consider the poor Cuban people. They've been waiting for some 60 years for the free elections with which Fidel Castro promised them, and they're still waiting, and they're going to continue to continue to wait as long as you have a communist regime. And, of course, the people in Venezuela, which was once one of the most prosperous nations in Latin America, in the world, for that matter, it's now uh, in a situation where people have to have a, a wheelbarrow of notes to be able to buy a loaf of bread, uh, one and a half million Venezuelans have fled the country. Uh, this is not the voice of the people. This is the voice of a political elite which want to maintain power and will do anything that they can and do just to maintain that power. You know, to expand on what you just said about Venezuela, and I happen to have a meeting tomorrow with one of the top Venezuelan activists in the U.S. and a couple of others. Uh, along the Colombian border, they're dealing with Venezuelans fleeing soldiers who have surrendered at the border just to get mm-hmm. out of Venezuela. And later on, uh, maybe not this week, but next week, we'll have a Colombian senator on to discuss this. The real-world effects of socialism gone horrible wrong in what was once a very prosperous nation. Uh, and, and one of the reasons you're the beginning of a path of taking apart the Latin American growth of socialism in the aforementioned countries, Chile, Peru, Honduras, uh, and more where this is growing. And this will be detrimental to the Americas, including this country writ large, uh, Lee. And if we don't pay attention to this, we will go years down and find ourselves in a very bad economics and cultural position. Absolutely. We're going to find ourselves isolated unless we stand up and tell the truth. And I'm a firm believer, David, in that if you tell the truth about it, uh, expose these and dismantle these myths that will begin to turn people around, particularly young Americans who just don't know the facts about what's happening in places like Venezuela, and for that matter, Nicaragua, uh, where Ortega has just uh, manipulated himself into being the president for another X number of years. Yeah. All too often, the elites rule and the people pay the price. Uh, earlier, you mentioned the Nordics and, uh, you know, a hat tip to a friend of mine in Sweden who's listening. Uh, myth number three, socialism is working in Denmark and the other Scandinavian countries. We hear that a lot, right? Yeah, they, we, we hear it and, night and day. And, of course, Bernie Sanders says it over and over again, and he should know better. Uh, AOC, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, says the same thing, and, and other members of the squad say the same thing. And they, they should be ashamed of themselves. As a matter of fact, it got, you know, David, it got so bad that when the prime minister of Denmark came to uh, America a couple of years ago, he began his remarks by saying, I want to get one thing straight with, with you ladies and gentlemen, and that is that Denmark is not socialist. It is a market economy. And you could almost hear the, the indrawn breaths of people. <gasps> what? What did he say? 
But it's true that Denmark uh, depends upon private sector, old-fashioned capitalism to take care of things like transportation, and oil and gas, and and all the other elements that make a make a uh, an economy hum. And coming out of that profits of that capitalist approach to the market, you have the funds which enable Denmark then to have a pretty substantial welfare state. There's no denying that it does have a welfare safety net uh, beyond anything that uh, that we have. But not only do they depend upon capitalism, but they also depend upon high taxes. The average taxes that the average person pays in Denmark and Sweden is over 50%. That's just on the personal income. You know, it's amazing when the truth is told uh, how much you get the reaction. And I know you've written about this for some time. But, you know, before we go to the the fourth myth, uh, the reaction you get when you are in the classroom, if you will, or speaking about this, what is it? Well, it's disbelief uh, because <laughs> you have to really stress it, and you you have to make it clear that you're not saying it. That I'm not saying it myself, Lee Edwards. I'm quoting the Prime Minister of Denmark, and then I go over to Sweden and Norway and Finland and quote people there who, who you know vehemently deny that they're socialist. Uh, so then. You you have that opening in talking with people, and they'll begin to say, oh, is that the case? And you get them to start thinking about what the reality of socialism is, what the reality of capitalism is in those Nordic countries. All right, now let's go to myth four, and I like myth four in the sense of the twist in here. Uh, Myth four, socialism has never failed because it has never been truly tried. You reference something that I have used as an example for years. Israel in its origin after the Balfour Agreement and then reversing that, whether it be in the kibbutzes, the moshevs, but overall in the economy and government ownership of land. Socialism has never failed because it's never been truly tried. Take it away. Well, you know, Israel tried it for about 30 years, and then after 30 years... They looked around, and inflation was an annual rate of 400 percent. Israel was in danger of going under, uh, of of disappearing from the face of the earth. And they said, we're going to abandon, we're going to reject socialism and adopt a capitalist approach, uh, led by Milton Friedman, a a marvelous, now-gone economist, free market economist here in America, uh, not only that, but if you t- one of my other examples that I use, David, are India and then the United Kingdom. Uh, India also stuck socialist in their constitution, and they followed it for some 30 years, 25, 30 years, at the end of which one half of the Indian population was living in poverty. One half. That is to say about 600 million people. They said, basta, <laughs> enough. We're going to abandon socialism. We're going to reject socialism. They began uh, beginning to adopt uh, capitalism as a result of which the largest middle class in the world now exists in India. Coming out of that, nobody had ever seen that many people going from poverty to prosperity in so short a period of time. 
And finally, the United Kingdom, the Labour Party, after World War II, nationalized everything, centralized everything. And some 25 years later, again, it's interesting that each case takes about 25 years, at least in those three countries, along came Margaret Thatcher, who denationalized. And what had been the sick man of Europe, Great Britain, became a very prosperous country once again. Because why? Because they rejected socialism and adopted capitalism and the free market. I like the way you put this, Lee. The true story, this is the true story of socialism, a pseudo-religion posing as a pseudo-science and run by political elites. And it couldn't be more accurate when we see who are the leading voices in America. Elites or the very wealthy who, by the way, made their wealth. Tom Steyer made his wealth on the free market. Soros, free market. Hollywood elites, influencers, big media figures, free market, yet they fall into their socialist religion and pseudoscience along with the elected officials out there that are now openly advancing this or advocating for this. But here's something that concerns me uh, even more so. In 1919, the Communist Party was founded in the United States as an official party. They now operate within our political system, within our system and under our laws, Democratic Socialists of America, Working Families Parties, other various names they say outright they run candidates as democrats so they are inserting themselves and have done so effectively not only in institutions but in the elected offices to me that's one of the great dangers because they end up writing the laws and directing the policies i couldn't put it any better david and you're absolutely right and that's why we must we have to it's so important to educate particularly young Americans about about communism. I'm pleased to say that Florida has passed a law and uh, an organization that I have something to do with, the Victims of Communism, was involved, and the governor has signed into law requiring that from now on in public schools in Florida that there be classes about communism. And uh, we're trying to see if we can get that extended to other states. And as a matter of fact, there are some half a dozen other states who have uh, or are considering this as uh, making it a law. Well, the work has to continue. We need to do more than just push. We need to be outward about it. Uh, Lee, love your work. You know, when I when I saw your article and I realized I was already in the process of setting up these meetings with Latin American leaders, they had a LATAM conference here in Miami uh, two months ago, that there are efforts underway to strike back against it. And, and we have to educate You know, you talked about the classroom in the beginning. We have to educate people on the realities today to overturn the theory and the pseudo-religious approach Mm. to socialism, no matter what they call it. You know, what you're doing is so important because you're teaching the the truth right now, David. And so uh, it's marvelous what you're doing, and I know you'll continue to keep doing it. And so will I, to the best of my ability. And we'll do it together, my friend. Thank you very much. Uh, Great article. I'll make sure it goes far and wide as I can. Thank you. Thank you, David, so much. All the best. Lee Edwards, a distinguished fellow in conservative thought at the Heritage Foundation. Dr. Lee Edwards, that is, by the way. Uh, Great article. Dismantling the myths of the socialist paradise. 
You can join me live on The David Webb Show Monday to Friday, 9 to noon east on Sirius XM Patriot 125.